0: into the new spring
1: into the unknown it's It's not a bird it's not a plane it's superhero slate it's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great like movies tv superheroes it's superhero Slate. oh yeah hello
0: everyone and welcome to
1: superhero slate the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news we love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out My name is Chris Dillard And my name is Mike Royer
0: And this week we're talking about the Loki show, Mike Is there a female Loki? Is there a Owen Wilson? I don't know what's going on with this, we're going to look at the photos Wait, are you telling me Loki's getting his own TV
1: show? Yes. This is the 1st time I'm hearing I don't this. think
0: it is We're also going to talk about uh, the James Bond movie moving seven months backwards And what that might mean for some comic cons and other shows we're doing Mm, okay. And then lastly, uh, the Batmobile I think you're all here for the Batmobile So we're going we're to talk about this new uh, hot rod The Bat and the Furious, I'm calling it right now, Mike
1: <laughs> <laughs> The Bat and the Furious The sweet, sweet, sweet Batmobile That's right. Also images, it's always great to get uh, images to talk about On an audio form podcast So we yep. can only assume that Since it's been a few days since it's released That you've seen them already So do yep. some Googling before we get to that topic Or just go to our show notes on our website All the links are here, um, all three photos for you all three delicious photos. Yeah. So I'm curious since, uh, since uh, Chris here, our uh, our humble leader edits the show. I'm curious if my long drawn out uh, into the unknown uh, uh, tone uh, interrupted the beginning of the show or not. No, That's I can fun.
0: cut you off anytime I want to. I can uh, make <laughs> it sound like I'm smart and you're dumb anytime I need to in this show. Mike. Don't be <laughs> worried. I know you don't go back and listen to them, so I I, I have a little freedom Oca- to do this.
1: Okay, occasionally I do. I think everybody out there has that. Um, has that weird feeling when they hear their own voice they're like that's not what I sound like that's not what I sound like in my head
0: right so. right we always sound much better uh i i was told um last week in at C2E2 that uh, my voice in real life is much lower than that on the, the show so i don't know if the um uh, the the timber of the, podi- the the audio on the podcast uh, changes me up a little bit or if it's just me and my you know freakishly high energy i come into these shows with uh, <laughs> does that I, I don't know which one it is so
1: I it's a, it's that. like po- it's like podcasting voice.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I did voiceover for the Super Bowl commercials my company did, and I can I can throw my voice pretty pretty regularly in a different direction.
1: I mean, you're a regular Tom Kenny. We're gonna get you casted on the next episode of SpongeBob in no time.
0: Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that uh, we were watching uh, Cake Wars last night, and uh, they actually did SpongeBob cakes for the three, the four <laughs> teams, and Tom Kenny was one of the judges. Um, oh, that's great! <laughs> so uh, he he was on there doing his SpongeBob voice.
1: It's probably really easy to get people like that um, into the studio because it's just like, oh, we need a we need a little bit of your time today. You're already really wealthy, so any sort of amount of money we offer you is not really gonna motivate you. But how about free cake from mm-hmm. people competing to make the best cakes? And it's just like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I get to eat cake.
0: <laughs> Fifty bucks and some cake. Uh, <laughs> let's let's go do it. I, I th- I'd sign up for that, Mike. I don't know about you, but. I Who definitely wouldn't, wouldn't, Chris. Yeah, exactly. Who wouldn't? uh and any anything you've been doing this week this weekend i mean we we don't have it's, there's a big blank space glaring at me where we normally put down what we do <laughs> and i'm like yeah I, I understand that feeling so
1: well uh uh we have the uh we have some family in town this week so we've been doing the normal circuit of uh you know in, entertaining uh guests as they come into los angeles uh oh, yeah. but uh after living out here for a while now uh you know if this if people come out here on their second or third visit you've kind of hit all the landmarks already so it's just like all right welcome guests now it's time to see how we live our lives here's the couch that we spend 90 percent of our time on and we're gonna put something on the tv Wait, to binge you're That's telling plan. me you're
0: just like me too all the way across yeah. the country oh my god I don't
1: exactly exactly so uh, there's a, there's a few things that I've had to kind of like wait to watch uh, I think um, the season 3 of Castlevania just dropped this week very highly anticipated uh, I talk about this all the time on the show so if you don't if you haven't already go start watching Castlevania on Netflix uh, no spoilers here today for sure because I've had a ch- I haven't had a chance to pick it up and uh, watch it but I have been uh, slowly cranking through the Clone Wars on Disney plus I have to say I I'm very proud that I finally made it to the part in the list where, for the most part, I'm just sequentially watching the episodes in order. So season three. Yeah, it is just so wild that these aired so far out of date because originally – I thought it was a situation of just like, uh, uh, you know, this is just a cart. This is a, a cartoon network, if you will. I'm not actually saying cartoon network, but a network that airs cartoons. They don't usually care if stuff airs out of order. They're like, oh, kids are dumb. They don't really. They're not gonna really be tracking what's happening. And but like they often do like three episode arcs, and there's like part. These arcs are have been like separated by season so like you could have been watching like the first two episodes of an arc and then you have to wait a whole year to see the third episode of the arc in another like middle of the season it's just weird and bizarre so i'm happy to finally be out of that because every time an episode went in i'd have to open up my phone open up the little tab i had me like okay what episode am i on what episode okay where do i need to jump to i think i have like one more episode jump that i have to do and then it's just smooth sailing on from there so i think the we are we on the second week of the last season. Uh, the third or... episode
0: just aired, I believe. Um,
1: okay. So I probably if it's a ten episode season, which I I believe it is, yeah. um, I have, you know, you know, seven more weeks and I think I can catch up in seven weeks. So I'm looking forward to I think we should do some sort of like spoiler cast or some sort of retrospective for all of the clone wars in general, kind mm-hmm. of once it all wraps up and we yeah. can kind of just talk about it in unison. It's
0: gonna be interesting because like you said, I watched all of these shows live, which is very interesting for everyone else I've talked to who have is without watching it through disney plus right Do to the, mm-hmm. the access so i think it's gonna be interesting to take our our how we experience this and 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 put it like yeah this is how mike's doing it right you get to actually watch them in order i didn't have a choice i was like just kind of you know hey here's the shows. good luck uh while while they were airing on friday night so i'm, I'm very excited I, i'd love to do that actually so
1: i think the only other thing that i can add to this is um I learned a little like inside lingo over the weekend that uh, – because the original Clone Wars, that, was, that did air on actually Cartoon Network, right? Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah, and, and it was outside of Adult Swim. So I would imagine if I remember right, it was probably within those one or two hours just before Adult Swim took over. Um, I I learned from the from some people that kind of worked within that uh, that realm over at Cartoon Network over the weekend that on the inside they called they like to call that Teen Swim so it wasn't quite Adult Swim it wasn't Cartoon Network it was like Teen Swim so I guess there was uh, there was some language and there was definitely an idea of if we're airing this show you know just before Adult Swim we can be a little bit more edgy because I'm to the part where they have like I don't know if it's like Darth Maul's brother or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but they bring his kind of race of people back mm-hmm. into it. And he just like straight up strangled somebody on the screen. And then I'm, I'm so used to watching like so many cartoons that are aimed towards younger audience. I'm, uh, audiences i'm like okay just before this guy dies or before he falls to the ground they're gonna like do like a camera cut because they do that all the time and they didn't no. the camera was just there as he like suffocated and fell to the ground and i was like all right we are definitely in teen swim
0: yeah so start counting how many necks start snapping mike uh, you're, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna lose track really quickly in this but yeah savage oppress um you're you're on the planet dathomir mm-hmm. um, which is actually a main planet in the fallen order you'll get a visit in that game mike whenever you get around to to getting right. to another planet or two, so I hope you like it because you get to play a little bit of it on there, which is really nice. cool to see um, how they were able to take some of this stuff and, and put it put it forward there. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm, we talked about this a little bit before the show. After we get off the the show, I'm going to go watch Onward, the new Pixar movie with um, Spider Man and uh, Star Lord uh, teaming <laughs> up. And I think the whole premise of the the movie is my dad is just legs. Um, my dad is legs. My dad is just legs of the movie, so I'm very excited for that. And um, I went out and you know, the weather's getting warmer out here in the in the the middle uh, west, uh, whatever the middle of the country here. So I've been enjoying some some you know windows open, some some sunshine. Going to the mall, I bought some. Uh, you know me, Mike. I bought some pop vinyls yesterday. <laughs> um, of course you did. It, I did, and I'm looking at uh, two of the three of them right now, and they're both. I just realized they're both glow in the dark, and I didn't realize how much this glow in the dark trend had taken off. So I started counting, uh, you know, uh, right before we got on this, I think I kind of got like 17 glow-in-the-dark stickers on the (laughs) ones in my office here. I'm like, that's wild. So, um... If you if you if you like uh, some varieties on your pop vinyls, they, they make a regular and probably a glow in the dark version as well.
1: You're gonna you're gonna need to get um a daylight uh, temperature light bulb and just like charge up all your pops and just shut the light off and then you can actually oh. see like oh I didn't know that one was glow in the dark. Fun fact,
0: I actually uh, I think we talked about this. I installed a, a new fixture in my office with three lights that do not point downwards because I hate direct light on me, um mm-hmm. and they they shine on the pop so I could definitely put in a like a UV bulb, um to to do that and then just uh hopefully when it gets dark enough i can just kill them and, and that see what that's right
1: that's right kids when you grow up and move out of the house and have your own money and own responsibilities you can buy ultraviolet lights to to make your toys glow on the wall this is what being an adult is really uh, look, about. this be, is the dream i'm
0: gonna be honest i got five lights that change color to any color i want to <laughs> the corner that i'm ready to put in Across this house. So uh, d- don't tempt me, Mike. Do not tempt me. I will do it. <laughs> I'll do
1: it. I'll do it. Yeah.
0: Other than that, let's jump into the news here a little bit um, because I'm, I'm always excited. March brings actually a Comic-Con with pop vinyls that I, I like to collect called Emerald City Comic-Con. Are you familiar with Emerald City?
1: Yeah. That's the that's the one of the other, I would say, top five cons in the country up in Seattle.
0: Yes. And um, Emerald City, uh, abbreviated ECCC, um, mm-hmm. it's known for having that, that. What's that big tower in Seattle called? I can't think of the name of the it. space needle yeah space needle and it's green like everything's green on it so i've got some pop vinyls that are very like that have come out during that time that are really cool looking Some probably actually most of them i've taken out of the box have come out of emerald city so i don't know why this um, but sadly 2020's emerald city comic con has been effectively postponed until summer because of the uh 19 um virus uh, spreading around and to be safe, these conventions where a lot of people come together, much like C2E2 hopefully I'm out of the window for this thing, Um, people um, are, are, you know, they don't want to spread any virus and for, for safety purposes they've decided to postpone until summer when hopefully some of this has died down
1: yeah, it's kind of hard to figure out like what what's the phrase like what's wagging the dog's tail, because I was keeping track of this Emerald City Comic Con stuff throughout the week because you know I as I, as you all know I go to San Diego Comic Con every year and I'm just like okay I'm trying to like kind of gauge the climate because you have to do a lot of pre planning before you go to San Diego Comic Con and, and you know it's in July so you got to start planning here soon like usually they do they they do their hotel registration in about a month so I'm sure a lot of people over there are sweating in San Diego over over this uh, crisis that's uh, kind of taking on the United States so originally Emerald City Comic Con was still going to go on they made like a statement I want to say earlier in the week that said Emerald City Comic Con is still going but if you are worried about the crisis if you want to stay home we are offering 100% free refunds for anybody that wants a refund on their ticket and hopefully we'll see you again uh, next year and the, the next thing I heard was that they had to they had to cancel because they had like thousands of people want their tickets back so i'm curious did they cancel it because they were worried or were they canceled because like oh well no one's going to show up we have to cancel it, it. anyway either way it's well, been canceled
0: but but it's not canceled it's post they're moving it to summer so ece triple c will still happen it's just you know june or july whenever they can figure out whenever they can get a convention center back i assume Um, but, you know, we talked about this and not only our comic, this Comic-Con, you know, is getting, you know, affected. Will San Diego be affected? You know, what's that look like in what, four or five months? Four months?
1: Yeah. And I mean, also another big festival that's three weeks long, so I would say even bigger to uh, postpone, is South by Southwest. Yes. Uh, sometimes we do get a little bit of news out of South by Southwest because there's a music week, there's like a technology week, but then there's also like an entertainment week. So sometimes there's movie oh. stuff that happens down there. Uh, and the, so I'm surprised to see that that's been postponed.
0: Yeah, that's been postponed. I mean, a lot of their speakers, you know, like Kumail Nangiani, mm-hmm. Chris Evans, I know we're, we're speaking there, so they are any... any news we were going to get out of them is definitely pushed back a little bit as well and you know we i just talked about going to see um onward and it had a low opening this weekend not because it's a bad movie but probably because people are not going out to the movie theaters to hang mm. out with crowds of people so um you know again your thing is you know wash your hands be safe avoid you know touching what was it hands mouth face all that other stuff but I mean, do you think? I mean, our last topic here in the show actually comes back to this. Do you think any other events or big things that we look forward to will be postponed? Did we did we not say the Disney Plus event was canceled? Wasn't it?
1: Uh. Yeah, but that was. Uh, they asked. They had a. Um, they had some sort of a uh, Disney Plus like European. The uh, launch, like, yeah, like debut. That I, I believe the technology is to, is safe from the virus because it is not human flesh. So I'm sure the switch for the streaming service is still being turned on as normally over there. But yeah, I guess whatever event they were doing. So I'm just curious: at what point does kind of the the crisis, if you will, peak? Does the actual infection rate need to peak and start dropping down, or does just the news cycle need the peak and stop dropping down for the festivals to come back online? Um, I mean I mean who knows Uh, San Diego Comic Con Definitely has a big Decision to make It's a It's a big beast Of a convention To postpone I I can't imagine That that's something That could be postponed Uh, It almost makes More sense for them Just to cancel it For a year And then just Because it's a huge machine That you have to get Back up and running So we'll have to see We'll keep everybody uh, Updated And uh, make sure you Stay safe out there
0: Yeah, stay safe Uh, And then if you have Any plans for these conventions maybe, uh, Maybe follow them A little closer Make sure you don't need to reschedule your flights or you know uh anything else like that when it comes up the
1: the one the one tip i would give people uh wear zip up hoodies because then you can unzip the hoodie put your hand into the pocket and now you kind of got like a mitt you got like a little uh you got a little makeshift like mitten and you can like open up and pull doors you don't have to touch anything
0: i think the uh winter soldier the 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 Bucky mask from the first half of that movie is really going to come in. <laughs> in, in I, I, I,
1: I thought you were going to say the metal arm. That might be a good way to avoid germs, no, too. Just man. polish just polish that arm when you get home.
0: Yeah, Cover the other one with a sleeve and, and put the other one with that. No, the mask, man, the mask. <laughs> yeah. um, for, for that. So, I mean, um, yeah, that's that. Anyway, uh, coming up here, uh, I didn't, I didn't know this. Uh, I, I don't know much about this, but there's a Justice League Dark: Apocalypse War, the animated movie, right, coming out very shortly, I believe. Um, the trailer debuted this week, and um, what I did not know is that this culminates a six-year, twenty animated film journey that started in Justice League War, which
1: <laughs> is impressive. Uh,
0: at the end of the day, but I have no idea what twenty films are connected to this.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what's uh, going on here. I feel like uh, I have not been tracking this for over 20 films, that's for sure. But I do feel like the last couple Warner Brothers DC animated movies that have come out have had very similar art styles. You know, everything's kind of slowly evolved from the Bruce Timm style over years. It seems like if you if you take an anime character and you take a Bruce Timm character kind of somewhere in the middle is kind of where the, the DC anim- animated movies have uh, landed. So uh, I guess maybe if you kind of track the art style over the last couple of years, maybe you can find those uh, 20 films. But when I was watching this trailer, I did see Constantine quite a bit in this, yep. in this uh, group here. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember Constantine from the last trailer you watched. I did see a big, uh, big text splash up on the screen that said a DC Universe original. Or maybe a DC Universe film, but they're they're definitely saying that this is a this is a streaming movie debuting. So, like I'm saying with all things DC Universe, uh, I can't wait to watch it well, once it comes to HBO Max. Well, also
0: this is for the uh, the 4K and the Blu-ray release. This will be a home release mm-hmm. for those people who who do want that or want to redeem the digital. And I did finally I, while you were talking, I did some digging here. Apparently, there's a DC animated um, original movies in DC animated movie universe. And apparently there are 14 films and then, like, six supplementals uh, the kind of things. Like They include Justice League Dark, uh, what was it, The Death of Superman, Reign of Superman, Son of Batman. There's a whole list here. So I'm, I'm going to put this in the link here uh, from from Wikipedia. But, I mean, this is, I didn't know they were all connected, to be completely honest. I mean, is that is that sad we kind of missed that a little bit? Or, like, they just kind of, I feel like they put these out every, like, three months, hey, here's a new movie. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't...
1: I mean I wouldn't blame I wouldn't blame ourselves if they really wanted us to know it was all connected they probably would have found a better way to let us all know in uh-huh. the trailers that these were all kind of unified stories uh I mean as far as I can tell from the trailers that we've talked about on the shows they've just all kind of just seemed like standalone like one off one shots and why wouldn't we believe that just because every other DC universe movie or our DC uh, comic book movie has been like that before my entire existence so, um, I, I have a feeling, like you said, some of these 20 films are, like, supplemental. Probably very similar to kind of, like, how comic book events go. You know, you have, like, your mainline movies and then also your your one offshoots that you probably don't have to watch to get all of the story. so... Yeah, there is probably some categorization that needs to happen here with these twenty films.
0: Yeah, and then uh, also, you know, hey, what's the watching order for these? You know, make make it easy on here. But apparently, um, starting with the twenty fourteen Justice League War, a lot of them have had the same voice actors if they've been in the same movies. Like, yeah, I am looking here. There is Rosario Dawson, Nathan Fillion. Uh, even at one point, Alan Tudyk was in it. Um, so they've they've got some some big character names here for for voicing. And I am uh, was it Rain Wilson is Lex Luthor from the office, so I'm interested to kind of maybe, maybe if I get some time, go back and start watching these, but I'm not getting DC Universe, Mike, I'm not doing it, I'll find another way to watch <laughs> these, but uh, I just thought that, uh, I thought by the time I get to Apocalypse War, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, maybe, you know, once it's completed, we can have a whole, you're, you're, you're like this, Mike, you're like, when it's done, you want to watch it, right, you don't want to watch it in the middle of it, so. Oh, yeah,
1: we're we're in the binging culture now, man.
0: Yeah, so I think, I think that'd be cool, some background noise, uh, what's going on? But a big character on Justice League is Batman. You know this, right? He's one of the big
1: three. I don't know. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Sh- shocked, gasped. I've he, never heard of this no, Batman. No. Wait, you said he's a he's a bat and he's a man? No, it's
0: man bat. No, okay. Sorry. I, I know it's confusing. I understand. But Batman, uh, the movie's coming out. They're filming it right now. Um, they've got um, Robert Pattinson as Batman. We saw the outfit the other day, and then what did they immediately do with it? Film outside with it, right? So this week mm-hmm. we have the new Batmobile. So guess what they're probably going to be doing with it this week? Filming they're up, probably going to
1: be shooting with filming it. filming
0: outside with it, yeah. So, um, but they're not going to be shooting from the Batmobile. Okay, that's only Ben Affleck's Batman. He kills. <laughs> this one doesn't. But I'm going to take a look at this. And you know, the Bat and the Furious. This is a this is a souped up hot rod, Mike.
1: This honestly, when when I saw this, I had two thoughts in my head. I was like, there's going to be a small fraction of people that are probably going to be furious just because mm-hmm. it's it doesn't typically look like a normal batmobile that you see and then i looked at it and i was like this is the coolest <laughs> thing i have ever seen and i'm just like i'm so far from like a car guy you know i have like basic knowledge you know of like of cars in general you know i can i can i can fix some problems that may happen under the hood thanks to uh my dad who was much more of a manly man than i than i ever will be but uh man i look at this car and it is just sick it's It's got this like giant engine that's totally exposed, just sitting in the back of the car. It looks like a it looks like a muscle car. I and this these pictures have been out for a couple of days, and I haven't seen any person on the internet that has specifically tagged this car to a pre existing car that's out there and i feel like car heads would be able to notify it really quickly so i think the coolest thing about this is, is i think it's a totally custom build i think matt reeves was just like i want this batmobile to look like a muscle car but don't just go out and just get any old muscle car like we got warner brother warner brothers hollywood budget here just make a car from the ground up because i don't want i don't want it to be like any other car so it, it definitely feels a lot wider than any other car. I don't know if it's just the fenders in the front that just kind of like flare out but um, I tried to bring this into Photoshop and kind of brighten all three of the different photos up and you can't really get any extra detail out of doing that unfortunately so yeah I can't wait like you said till they start shooting with this out in public and we can get a better look at it.
0: Yeah so I mean here's a couple things I mean this is based on for anyone who doesn't know this is created from it is created from from the movies but it's based on Neil Adams' Uh, Batmobile he drew from the 70s to like 87. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've included a link here uh, in our notes to look at that, and it looks kind of like a Pontiac GTO, uh, a a base model. And I only say this, Mike, I'm not a car guy either. But a Pontiac GTO, do you remember the Punisher movie with Thomas Jane in 2004? Uh, Yes. He drove a a big black car, right, that he had like the metal thing he pushed down on and drove into that that van in one of the scenes. He had the big, it was, he armored the car up. That looks exactly like that Punisher car, uh, except with a big engine in the back instead of actually, you know, being a, a Pontiac GTO. So um, I, I think this is—I think this is a really cool, you know, homage to a different Batmobile, right? They want to sell more toys, Mike, right? They want to sell all sorts of Batmobiles. You want this as like an RC car driving around your your apartment? Oh,
1: geez, I can only imagine that uh, that Hot Toys slash sideshow collectibles is going to be getting like one of these like very highly accurate cars, and that you can actually put a realistic Batman inside of. So it's going to be a very expensive uh, yeah. toy set for uh, for somebody out there that's got a lot of expendable uh, income.
0: It, well, uh, al- but
1: also there's no indicator that it's a Batmo- Mat- Batman mobile. Like, you know,
0: there's no Batman symbol on it. Very non Yeah,
1: Yeah, like like I said, I want to see this in the daylight a little bit more because it looks like the rear fenders, um, they kind of flare out. So I think it's just kind of insinuating a cape or maybe kind of insinuating a Batwing, but everything is very, very subtle for sure. Yeah. i think this is just a really cool design because uh matt reese's i believe he's already stated that this is supposed to be batman in like his second year and yes you can go read batman uh year one which i I owned at one point in time i don't think i have it anymore but it was a it was a really good trade so batman year one was great um but also, we've seen Batman Year One. It was called Batman Begins. It yeah. was all about the uprising of Batman on the screen. So I do like this idea of it kind of exploring Batman Year Two because that, that does make sense that Batman in his second year, he's gotten most of the kinks worked out. He's probably uh, made the decision, oh yeah, it would be helpful like if I had a car to get around the city with and not just like you know a Lamborghini that, that I can go out there and buy. I need something that can really adapt to my needs uh, and something that's maybe not super identified So I'm just going to kind of create this machine from the ground up, put this giant uh, like totally impractical engine in the back that probably gets five miles to the gallon because I got to be able to boogie I got to be able to get out of these streets I'm sure there's a grappling hook in there somewhere there's got to be some other things in there I don't I'm I'm kind of curious how high tech it goes I mean I was I think everybody over the last week was kind of browsing the history of Batmobiles and some of the Batmobiles in the past that have looked more car oriented were a little bit more like high techy uh, I don't remember who created this one, but there was one that kind of looked like a little bit like a Porsche that like flew like the car from Back to the Future 2, like the wheels turned down. So I don't think this car is going to yeah. be flying, but I'm, I'm kind of curious what other high techy stuff it does. Yeah,
0: I think, you know, honestly, it looked more, to be honest, more like a not as tanky as the Batman Begins uh, era um, Batmobile, but like. This is a car meant to go fast, and I don't know how many gadgets are in there, but the, the hood looks like it's hiding inside. If there's no engine under that hood, Mike, what is in there?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the first Batman with a frunk. Yeah, so <laughs> it,
0: it doesn't have anything in the back, but it's got this huge, like, it looks like a, like a panel that opens up on the front there, right, Um, to do this stuff. And I don't think it's going to be, you know, mind-blowing if it's year two. He hasn't... He hasn't figured everything out yet, but... Uh,
1: You know what this car is going to do, Chris? This car has this giant engine in the back. We don't know if anything's in the front. This car is going to pop a wheelie, and it's going to be sick. This is like... It looks like it's just built to pop wheelies. So, man, I'm looking forward to that. This is just... This is so cool. And this also... Makes me just appreciate Batmobiles more in general. Uh, I mean, Christopher Nolan doesn't need any more pats on the back uh, for Batman because he did a he did a he did a great two thirds job on that Batman trilogy. Uh, but he he was really really smart the way that he worked that Tumbler Batmobile into the picture. It's just like oh w- Bruce Wayne Wayne Enterprises probably has like a defunct you know uh, tank somewhere out in the world that they have made one of. Why can't Batman just take that? So uh, the I love the creative problem. Solving when it comes to superhero movies because you got to find a way to make really impractical things that work well on a page translate to a screen. So um, this this makes sense if this is a slightly maybe more realistic Batman gritty Batman or I guess Batman's always been gritty. But I could yeah. totally just see a person making this I, car like you don't you don't need any sort of advanced and Iron Man intelligence to build this type of vehicle. You know, right?
0: You just need um the guys from the Fast and Furious crew. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the next. I expect him, to, Vin Diesel, to be racing them. You know, Batman mm-hmm. lives his life a quarter mile at a time.
1: <laughs> I live in a city where on any on any given uh, commute to work, I could see somebody who's replicated a Back to the Future car or somebody that's made a Jurassic Park Jeep out here in Los Angeles. So I am crossing my fingers that somewhere within the next year, I'm going to see somebody with this replica Batmobile you, driving around on the street.
0: You live in that Walmart commercial from the Super Bowl where yeah,
1: exactly, where everyone
0: drives. Their vehicles up to the the grocery pickup, so um, this is going to be next year's Super Bowl for Walmart ad. Oh, uh, you know you're probably right. Yeah, I, I hate it when I'm right. <laughs> uh, so we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're talking about streaming services earlier, but Marvel Future Avengers. Are you familiar with this anime at all? Have you Future heard of Future
1: Avengers? No.
0: Okay, so this was a, a, an Avengers show that was animated. It was put in Japan. It's an anime, and I think it was like 2017. Because so I tried to I tried to watch this at one point. I'm like, I need to watch all the Marvel shows, right? um and apparently um they didn't dub it at all so uh, you can only watch it in, in japanese i don't know if they had subtitles i didn't i didn't look that far back then but um they have now put this on disney plus with an english dub mike uh for the first Ooh. time so if you're not into reading your anime and you want to listen to it i like dubs over subs mike I'm a dubs guy.
1: Yeah, we're, 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 we're dubbers over here. We're just plebs that could never survive a day in uh, in Tokyo, I guess. Mike, Mike is the closest
0: to a weeb we have on the show. So uh, <laughs> we're going to do that. But, uh, but they just did, um, they had over there, there's a character I think they created for this show called Hurricane uh and a couple other ones um but um, they are you know people with powers who are teaming up with the avengers to stop like hydra and the red skull and you know regular stuff um i think there's even they visit iron fist and deadpool at some other points there's like 26 episodes in this whole show um but um it's this now on on disney plus which i thought it's a really cool idea for disney plus to get these shows that have never streamed anywhere else that are now available and uh dubbed for our, our viewing pleasure
1: yeah it looks like this hurricane character is like the uh, child protagonist the way to get yeah. that kind of kids into uh, into watching it um, I'm curious if they've ever if anybody out there knows have they done any other anime or Japanese inspired stuff because I know DC yes. has dabbled in it but uh, so, is this Marvel's first it, foray? It, I mean
0: it is not I'll tell you I'm looking at four of them right now so Marvel oh, wow Marvel did four um, 12 episode shows uh, one was Iron Man one was x-men one was Wolverine, oh, and one was Blade. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The Wolverine, I, I, those screenshots are kind of slowly rotating through my mind palace yeah. right now. And then they did
0: two short movies. One's called uh, Iron Man: Rise of Technovore, and then the other one, which is actually one of my favorite animes or animes animated shows from Marvel, was a Black Widow and Punisher, um, like Avengers Confidential or something like that. And they, they had to team up to take down some like... Uh, it was like a street level kind of thing. And it was... Ri- at the end of it though, when like Captain... Anime Captain Marvel shows up, it looks so sick. Like the big heavy hitters show up at the end of that movie... Oh, yeah, I'm seeing exactly. I'm
1: seeing some uh, Captain Marvel anime uh, screenshots in this uh, Google image search. I'm curious how often over at Marvel or Marvel Animation in general, My Hero Academia comes up in meetings, just because My Hero Academia is just so inspired and just draws from so is, much comic book it lore. Is the X Men
0: essentially at the end <laughs> of the day.
1: Yeah, and it, and it's just all about like uh, superheroes, and it's all they talk about like the Western influence of the, of like the the characters in the show all the time, and half of the characters at least I don't know how it translates in the Japanese version, but in the English dub, these characters have like extremely American names. Like one of the characters is called like El Torino or something like that. Uh, it's like he's a, this little short old man guy. Um, so yeah, I'm curious if they're just like we need to make more anime because they're making them over well, there, and Marvel's not seeing a dime of that. <laughs> well,
0: Marvel hasn't made any animated shows. I mean, other than what their t- TV season of Spider-Man and Avengers right now, and I think Guardians might still be on. Right. I don't know. They've really stopped all the animated stuff. I mean, except for their Disney XD stuff, which has kind of been sad because I have um yeah again you know me I'm a collector Mike. They they converted a lot of those what was it the anim- the books to animation for a while there. They did like the, uh-huh. like the like the the Iron Man, um, Extremis, Spider Woman. I'm looking at Thor, um, Blood, and something else. Uh, they're right over here. And or the Joss Whedon's Astonishing X Men. So they took the comic book panels and animated them. You know um, that was cool. And then they did you know like uh, again we talked about our show Earth's Mightiest Heroes all the time on there. I, they just really stopped. But this is interesting. You know this show hasn't been off the air for for a couple of years, and it's only, it only was an anime. Um, so, you know, there's also another show. Did, have you ever heard of Marvel's Disc Wars?
1: Disc Wars.
0: Marvel's uh, Disc no. Wars. Okay, so it's essentially like, uh, again, five kids get these powers, and, like, they're imagine Digimon but the Avengers <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, uh,
1: I can imagine Digimon all day. I was already imagining Digimon before you even brought it yeah, up. Yeah,
0: exactly. So if you could just, you know, if you want to do a quick search, like, Marvel Disc Wars, and just take a look at that that cover art there. You'll be like, oh, this is anime, like,
1: hardcore.
0: Uh, and I think they finally brought it over to Disney XD um, recently. But I mean, this is an older show. But, I mean, I would I would play this game. Oh,
1: yeah, I see it. Oh, man, Thor has actually got kind of this badass costume going on in Disc Wars. He has, like, these really, like, intense uh, uh, shoulder pads. But, man, there's this whole, like, anime Marvel universe that I've just been sleeping on. Yeah. What is is this? This is, like, Spider-Man in, like, Iron Man armor. What am I looking at? Wow. Or he's just really oddly buffed because that is a shiny Spider-Man suit. Yeah, so
0: there's all sorts cool. of stuff going on with Disc Wars. And it kind of reminds me of it, it was made to essentially sell games, I think. Because you have, like, red disc and blue disc and purple disc. And each one's stronger than the other one. So, um, but uh, these, uh, the, the Avengers are trapped in the discs. So, it, it was just interesting. But there's a whole world of shows out there that we've never even seen. I'm like, Disney Plus, bring them on. Put them up here for us. I want to watch this.
1: Um, yeah, appease us until uh, your next streaming show comes out. Or next movie, because we're really waiting.
0: Yeah, but the main character of Discords, the only reason I, I can remember this. Um, the main anime character, the, the kid is voiced by the person who voiced Ash Ketchum for like 10 seasons, the first 10 seasons oh. <laughs> and a lot of the, the, uh, Avengers, um, uh, voice characters are the people doing the, the video game next year, Marvel's Avengers. So, um, they, yeah. they, they like to bring them, bring them through this a little bit, so. Um, yeah, that, that, that's enough anime, I think. I think for us right now. Um, but in, in speaking of you know uh, Asian culture, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings uh, is you know it's got a very thin line to balance between you know um, Asian stereotypes and and kung fu. But here, but there's a character I don't know if you have ever heard of him, Fin Fang Foom, rumored to make his debut in this movie. Mike,
1: I mean, uh, I- I'm down for dragons. So, yeah. why not? so, so he's a green dragon. He's a
0: big <laughs> green dragon. He changes his form and size. Um, he's from space, he's not really a dragon but he is in some iterations known to bring the ten magic rings from the ten rings on his space vessel to earth so I imagine him being used as like, a, oh dragons in our culture were based on Fin Fang Foom these ten rings passed down from him whenever he landed on earth I mean,
1: do we think that is the best origin for this character in Shang-Chi? Obviously, we don't know what's going to be the state of the MCU by the time we get to Shang-Chi. Uh, but it just seems strange. Okay, we're going to have a character who is uh, martial arts based. As far mm-hmm. as we know, he di- he's not going to have any supernatural powers, at least, you know, just from his human body. You know, who knows? He could get some rings in the future that maybe it enhances him. But it does seem strange to throw in space alien that looks <laughs> like a dragon into it. Seems like more like however this multiverse thing pans out over the next year or two. Maybe this dragon could pop out of a multiverse, uh, nah, they're, or or, they're, or maybe he's just magical. We, and we've had know.
0: we've had we have the idea of you know aliens visiting Earth over hundreds and thousands of years, right? I mean, Thor and his people came there. I, I I would be more accepting an alien space race that happened to look like a dragon, and he's not fully a dragon. Well, the only
1: only thing is, it it just seems kind of strange, just because it's just like, oh, just by happenstance, the Asian culture has all of this history of dragons in its past, and this one alien from space lands (laughs) lands in our land, and then also happens to look like a dragon. It just seems like a lot of coincidences. It's not that
0: he happens to look like a dragon. Maybe he is the cultural response. Like, he caused the asian culture to have the dragons like maybe he's well, uh,
1: okay show. all right you're putting your little rider hat on i could i could see that you're so you're kind of thinking of like kind of like the thor origin of just like oh they're always around and we're the reason why you even think dragons yeah. exist but we're actually aliens <laughs> from a different planet and i'm coming back to dig up yeah. my dead brother and i'm gonna take his rings and i'm gonna pound your village to oblivion. exactly but there's also <laughs> the, this this
0: um the movie said that they're gonna have like a um a martial arts tournament to, like, win the
1: rings kind Oh, of thing. yeah. I, I heard that little yeah. rumor uh, floating around, and boy, if you grew up with Dragon Ball Z, you love martial arts tournaments because those grew things— Grew up with that... it. I'm
0: still living Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I took <still laughs> a picture of an energy drink yesterday for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the spirit bomb energy drink. I think I think the show creators of any anime, just in general, love tournaments because I know Yu Yu Hakusho had them, and uh, Gun- I, I think— Burning
0: Gun—G Gundam, I think, was one that was a tournament. Jean Gundam
1: had a and uh, I'm sure there was other animes that had tournament style type of things. I think even Yu-Gi-Oh had a tournament type of idea. Pokémon's a tournament port- based. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think uh, I think uh, uh, anime show creators just love the structure that's embedded in a tournament. They're just like, okay, so we can fill like we can fill up like the next like 15 episodes with this tournament. So we'll have like Half of the acts will just be filled with fighting, and then we'll just put in some sort of like secret, like oh, we'll have like some sort of like spy organization running around in the locker rooms like and they, trying they to don't like, have to mess pick a people. winner
0: if if something happens before the final match. Yeah, and it
1: feels and it always feels like just before the final match of the tournament, before you're about to get like a legitimate winner to this tournament, some sort of crazy thing happens that totally throws the tournament. Uh, flips it on its head something destroys the ring or something like that and in any in any serious world like the tournament would be canceled and no order would be founded but like oh well technically since the ring was destroyed uh you happen to touch this one rock during the battle so you're out i don't know tournaments are always fun so i've seen a lot of people being really excited that there could be a tournament involved. Well, well i'm
0: pretty sure um if I mean, you'll have to correct me if i'm wrong i was talking more about the super fan jim at c2e2 his daughter's a big my hero academia fan right young oh yeah they do ter- i'm pretty sure there's a def- tournament they- in one of the seasons
1: i think they do i feel like they do a tournament like every other season so okay. I, it's just great it's everybody loves the structure they can just imagine the bracket in their head it's a great way to up the stakes because you you, you know your hero just slowly gets closer and closer to the top usually there's like a there's like a there's like a top tier character that's like not quite your main hero that like loses like semifinals and or they die or something like that. that oh, gets everyone loves an underdog
0: up. story, Mike. And mm-hmm. how do you get an underdog? You make a tournament. Exactly. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, we're, I, green, we're,
1: what we're trying to say is we're here for it. Yeah, we're here
0: for it. <laughs> we're down for this. Green dragons, magic rings, martial arts tournaments. Uh, this If this isn't Mortal Kombat, I don't know what is at this point. So, <laughs> sign, sign this up. Thor Love and Thunder, we're still getting some, some news on this. Uh, Tessa Thompson has confirmed that Christian Bale is the main villain for this. So, uh, I mean, that's not really a big surprise, right? To me Do you?
1: no i mean uh you i mean you brought up a really good point really early on in the rumor cycle of christian bale that he's probably not going to be a cg character because this is the type of premium actor where you show his face uh-huh. or at least his facial features in a way like you know you're not going to hide him behind like a horse face like beta ray bill so uh yeah this this makes sense i i imagine if this is a villain what was the uh Gore was the god, the, god butcher like yeah. i the 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 God Butcher part uh, really stuck in my head because that's, like, a badass name. But I was like, is it Gar? What is it? It's Gore. Gore. Yeah, Gore. Yeah. G-O-R-R. And,
0: if you know, if they're doing the whole idea of, you know, there's Thor, there's Jane Foster, Thor, and Beta Ray Bill, three people with, you know, quote, unquote, godly-like powers through their hammers, right, or, or whatever, this is an opportunity for the God Butcher to appear and be like, no, um, no, no more hammers kind of thing. But we can see how this turns out. I'm very excited to see this. here. this. Taika Waititi now a, um, a, a was it? he won an Academy Award for Jojo Rabbit,
1: uh, making a Willy Wonka TV show on Netflix. Two two of them,
0: uh, two animated movies. One about the Oompa Loompas, and one them, like to adapt the, the show about you know using uh, slave labor to make your chocolate. <laughs> um, so he's a busy man. He's a He used Hitler in his last movie. He's really ta- tackling these you know political.
1: <laughs> Sensitive issues. Charge issues.
0: So um yeah, there's there's that. So Thor, Love and Thunder, moving right along. But what's Thor, you know, without Loki? And I don't think Loki's gonna show up in Love and Thunder. We've 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 talked about it, we've joked about it. It ain't happening. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead except for his own show. He's not dead in that. Um some new set photos show uh detective Loki. Uh it looks like he's just like a you know, regular PI, right? With his tan (laughs) outfit. he's he's just he just had a cup of coffee. He's out of donuts, Mike. He needs to go see what's going on in this crime scene. And right beside him is mustachioed Owen Wilson in a raincoat. Uh, with the the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. And you know what's... This is nothing. The next photo is what I'm here for, Mike. And this is actress Sophia De Martin, right? Uh, De Martino, And she is wearing the exact Loki outfit that he wore in Thor The Dark World. Exactly. I've, I did my research on this because I'm like... Man, that looks really familiar, and the the metal uh, like half circle under the chest, the green pattern. This is exactly what he wore in that, that Dark World. So is this a couple things? Is this a female Loki, um, which is known to be done in the comic books and maybe alternate timelines? Is this an enchantress uh, being like a Loki imposter, possibly? Uh, something along the ways here. Any any ideas from you? You you tend to have some. Out of the ballpark ideas on this stuff. So, I, I... well,
1: at, at first I was totally wrong because uh, I saw—I would say a, maybe a lower resolution thumbnail of this—and I was like, "Is that Scarlett Johansson in Wakandan armor?" Because that's, that's what it looks like. That's at,
0: way at, off at, base, but yeah. Go at, on. First
1: gl- at, at first glance, that's what I thought it was. But then, uh, once you kind of key once you kind of uh, kind of cross your eyes and look through the is the high ISO on this camera. Yeah, you can see that's not Scarlett Johansson. That's not Wakandan armor. Uh, if it's a female Loki, I mean. Uh, we, we, we're we still trying to figure out how much are we dealing with alternate timelines how much are we dealing with like alternate dimensions because if you think about it it's kind of if, if you there's multiple timelines I mean how does a different timeline create a female version of Loki I suppose that there could be like you know did, a, did the Frost Giants uh, wife get like shook up at some point in time when she was pregnant that changed the sex of the baby I don't really know exactly what's happening there to th-
0: throw in that in the comic book versions I mean this is from there is known that he is able to a shapeshift and become somebody else mm-hmm. or um with the idea of ragnarok when they when he, they're died and reborn and, and odin can force uh this kind of ability on them um he he comes back as like a kid version in one he comes back as a female version in another uh so w- when loki is reborn um through the ragnarok process he, he can come back as a different form to, yeah you know, based on his needs but, yeah
1: so is this, is this a, a, a well-known actress uh, do we know if, if she's got kind of like staying power because if this seems like a, just like a shape-shifting type of thing it seems like they could have just kind of used like any female actress or they could have just found somebody to just kind of uh, replicate the female look uh, of a Loki but this if this is a somewhat well-known person this could be a character that might uh, settle down and might be in the series for at least a few yeah. episodes not just like a scene of like oh I'm trying to infiltrate this one area, I need to look like a female instead of a guy. You she, know?
0: She's got she's got some uh, she's got a huge list of acting credits uh, from
1: mm. 2004
0: to now. So I think in her most recent one was Into the Badlands, which I think was a, a pretty well received oh, yeah. show. So.
1: Yeah, AMC. So she's probably not just going to be a one off thing. Right. So this could be an additional character. Uh, but yeah, it does make me wonder. I mean, this could kind of start to lean into the idea of I don't know. I, I knew that that there's the female Thor comic book run where Jane Foster becomes Thor. You know, she's recovering, but she gets the powers she, of Thor. Thor still yeah, exists. She, yeah, does that does that like heal her of her cancer in the comic books, or no. does the or does it just keep it dormant? I don't remember when she
0: is Thor. I think it speeds up her human cancer. Like when she's in the, that form, so when she reverts back, she is sicker than she was. The more she uses it, the more. Weaker she got until she was reborn uh, as a Valkyrie. Oh, okay. So yeah,
1: gotcha. So I don't. I, so obviously you're looking at a female take on, on the character there. So that maybe this is kind of their way of doing their female take on Loki. So it makes me wonder: it, Will this version of Loki maybe continue on through the MCU? So maybe we'll still have a, a Loki kind of mischief god presence, but it'll just be a totally different actor. This could kind of be the kind of the first kind of attempt to start to. Uh, kind of refresh the actors well I guess you'd have a female Loki then also if the if the uh, uh, Scarlet uh, witch, not Scarlet Witch, uh, Scarlet Johansson's uh, sister in Black Widow movie, if she persists, maybe we'll start to kind of see these uh, new versions of the character slowly start to build in front of our very eyes.
0: Well, it could be. I'm also thinking that Sofia de Martino would be a great enchantress dressed up in homage to Loki, who is thought to have died in the Dark World. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Because he, he wasn't found out until Ragnarok started years later. So, I mean, maybe maybe she rampages around as him making people pretend
1: you know loki's still alive No, well, yeah th- i mean that that could be it too and we haven't really i mean enchantress is a pretty prominent thor character that we haven't really seen yet mm-hmm. so it does kind of make sense that we would be seeing her eventually
0: yeah and, and especially in something as as prominent as the loki show because he i mean in uh, again sorry to use this again earth's my His heroes she is doing everything for him to to save him from the trap world he was in in season one, so.
1: Yeah, and and also, how do you make four Thor movies and a whole miniseries for Loki and not bring up Enchantress as all? Like, if she's not going to be in the Loki show, I feel like she's definitely going to pop up in the Thor show. Yeah, there's going to be one of the two. All right. The Thor movie, I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: there's that. Then lastly, one of the last set photos is showing the rocks cart, which is a bus, an evacuation shuttle. Looks like something's going on here, and then in the back is, like, a rocks cart, like, safe house, it looks like. So, um, Roxxon is going to be, again, taking a huge, uh, presence in this, in the show, which they've been in mostly the Iron Man stuff in the background. Some of the, um, the TV shows like Cloak and Dagger and some of the, the Netflix shows. So, uh, it's cool to, you know, see that they, Hey, we have a, a big evil oil villain in the background hanging out here doing weird stuff. So, um, I'm thinking maybe phase three, they pay, pay this Roxxon thing pays off, Mike. Like it's a it's a long term, like a long play. Yeah, yeah.
1: They uh they they need some sort of menace. They need some sort of menace in the background to slowly start to grow. Because eventually, uh, all of our all of our heroes need like a villain to unite against and a big giant corporation. I would say is very topical right now for somebody to mm-hmm. unite against and take it,
0: down. Especially, you know, here's an idea. I mean, I'm just pitching this right now. If Roxxon is making alternate superheroes, maybe they're doing the Dark Avengers kind of thing eh, okay. using their science and money and influence to create these things so rather than you know going against a corporation where they just have to go to the board of directors and throw them out a window a la shazam um they actually have to fight people <laughs> that they're making or something like that i don't mm-hmm. know but i mean it's, it's cool to see you know some of the loki set photos what they're doing with it so um man i'm excited for these netflix or not netflix these disney plus shows you know i'm really, really excited for those to hit later this year hold on to your butts thank you samuel L. jackson Uh, speaking of Samuel Jackson, he actually might be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't have this in our notes, but that would be a great place for him to show up, right?
1: Uh, oh, I mean, Sam Jackson, I feel like he's got to pop-up in a Disney Plus show. I'm sure that's in his contract somewhere. Well,
0: he's, he's currently off in space, right? So are we going to get the real one? Are we going to get the, uh the scroll version
1: scroll one yeah since now that we know maybe we can kind of see uh him start to do kind of weird stuff that he normally wouldn't do and the characters are just like are you okay nick yeah. and it's just like yeah don't worry about it i didn't have my coffee this morning."
0: yeah exactly
1: but uh another
0: uh fan favorite character who lived for only like a couple minutes Batrock the leaper from the intro of winter soldier uh, could appear in the show as well as
1: a as a god villain. All right, I'm gonna have to Google this one because I have no idea what you're talking. Yeah, no,
0: about. no. So in Winter Soldier, Captain America goes like, on the boat, right? In the blue. Oh,
1: suit. the guy he fights on the boat. Yep, okay. Yeah,
0: yep, yep, the guy fights on the boat. in in the in or again Earth or minus Hero. Sorry, he was kind of a joke because uh, he's like a French man
1: who jumps around a lot. So, uh,
0: okay. Um,
1: yeah, I'm looking at him right now. This is all flooding back to
0: me. Yeah, so uh, I think I think that's pretty cool, and um, uh, you know, throwing back references to other Captain America, uh not villain's antagonist, really. Bring it's him back. Cool. Maybe he's maybe
1: he's got like uh, electronic boots on that make him jump higher. That's up.
0: right. Was he part of the blip, or was he not part of the blip? Mike, does he have experience? Mm. Five years experience over everybody else we will never know i don't know
1: maybe we'll, he's been leaping he's been leaping he, during these 5 years man, getting leaping practice he
0: is hopping mad and getting i mean actually
1: out. if you if you think about it if the if half of the security of a jail was blipped you know it's probably a lot easier to escape <laughs> yeah
0: exactly or you know at least pity on the prisoners like all right Go back into the world. Well,
1: actually, I mean, I don't know if he reached the threshold, but that seems like the type of character that may have ended up in the raft. Uh I would love, I want to see more of the raft, whether it's in a movie or a streaming show. I love prison breaks. I love any sort of story that wants, that somebody's trying to escape from like a a rigid system. So yeah, give me more of the raft some way.
0: That could be Avengers 5 or 6, man. Imagine like they all have to team up against the breakout, which would be. Yeah. uh, That's a good, that's a good one. I like it. Jeremy Renner is back in the gym and I assume bow training uh, for Hawkeye, which is planning to start shooting this summer. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if... Does that involve a bow flex? Uh, it, probably not. <laughs> Pro- probably not. He's, he's just got to pretend to do it. Do you think they, they digitize the string on the bow? Like he's just
1: pret- wow. pretending to If they back? don't... I'm sure he's a strong guy that can beat me up because he has like Hollywood trainers that probably put his muscles in the overdrive and much like a Savage press, he could oh. probably break my neck. Uh, but I got to imagine if the string is on the bow, it's got to be like the lowest pullback yeah. possible because like if anybody's ever picked up like a serious like bow before – the ones that have like all those fancy components on it, those things are hard as hell to po- pull back. Yeah. They have like forty, fifty, sixty pound drawbacks, and it's just like if if it's a real string, it's going to be like zero. It's just got to be super yeah. easier for him to finesse it. You know exactly.
0: It's all for show. He's not really, really. firing arrows on that. bit let's all be honest. He's not firing trick arrows. It's Jeremy yeah. Renner. He's not really hot guy. So, um. But yeah, they' starting start the, to the film. I don't know if uh, Haley Steinfeld's involved or not. If they've they've got her out of her Apple TV contract or not, but. We'll see. Uh, we'll probably get in some... I If they're not doing the Disney Plus thing with the announcements this month, we'll, we'll probably hear some sort of press release soon online uh, mm-hmm. that we can read from the safety of our quarantine couches. Yeah. She-Hulk is moving right along as well. with uh, and Some uh, Some of the th- reports are that Jennifer Walters, known to be a lawyer
1: before she turns into She-Hulk, will specialize in superheroic law. Hmm. So um, I'm just trying to think of any sort of superhero so far that we've seen in the MCU that would take the time of day to go into a courtroom, Spider Man, <laughs> but like, he's got to keep his identity. Well, I guess his identity's out now, but I don't think we're going to be seeing Peter Parker in the She-Hulk show. But yeah, I, I do. I, I like this idea. It makes sense that in the, if a real, if our real world had superheroes, there would be a kind of a unique way that you'd have to approach the law.
0: Well, they also did. What was that? in um, the whole point of civil war was the, um,
1: Sakovia, so- so- yeah. So
0: if there are people out there inspired by superheroes, not necessarily superheroes, but inspired by them to do vigilantism, they'd probably have to figure out how how do we handle these people.
1: Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe some bad guys are getting really low sentences or kind of getting off entirely because the whole reason that they ended up in custody was like a vigilante. Uh, just, you know, Spider-Man didn't read me my rights when he strung me up above a lamppost. That was cruel and unusual punishment. I was left dangling for, you know, 14 hours upside down like I blacked out and uh, all, I lost my, all my toes because the blood rushed from them. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I could see maybe she's just like, no, we got to button this up because all these bad guys are getting out on technicalities yeah
0: and you know um what what does that look like you know i mean we we all saw uh infinity war no in game how many superheroes were in that battle at the end there way too many way too many to count they're gonna need a lawyer for something you know maybe they maybe they pay there's the bills.
1: lots there's lots of liability damages that has to be paid
0: someone's moved into their house after the blip mike they need a lawyer to help them evict those people can, from their right can property. you imagine
1: that that poor state farm rep that repped the the vendor's compound he just like shows up the next day with like his little digital camera like they take pictures for his uh yeah. for his report and he's just like oh man i'm glad your deductible was so high yeah
0: uh, is this classified as an act of God or not? I don't know. Yeah. Is this a Thor was force here. of nature? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's there's some some opportunity for fun here probably. I assume it's going to be very comedic light-toned. And she's not going to be green the whole time, I assume. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, characters Drax and Mantis are known for their uh, lighthearted comedic touches in the, in the second movie. Um and James Gunn, out of nowhere, apparently said that a Drax and Mantis movie has not been ruled out yet. <laughs> now, let me be honest. Let me let me be straightforward with you, Mike, here. This isn't going to happen.
1: No, I just... It's not just, a hard no, you, but
0: it ain't happening.
1: Yeah, if you start following James Gunn on social media like I've been been telling you every single week to do... Uh, He is just – he really just like leans into the fans and I think he just kind of like cynically likes just kind of messing with people just because like he'll often post screenshots of his DMs and some – there are some people out there that are crazy. There's like one person that was like spamming him over and over again that said like fix – um, Star Star Mora or Lord Mora, like whatever yeah. pet name for the couple of Star Lord and Gamora. So there's just like crazy rabid people out there that are just like way, way, way in, too invested in James Gunn's life. So I think he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to tell him there could be a there could be this movie. It'll just be funny to see what article he gets written after saying exactly.
0: It. We're going to stoke the fire a little bit and see what happens. So uh, yeah. that's that's why we're talking about it because someone made a big deal out of this.
1: He, he's plan. been uh he's been like reposting and sharing. Um, pictures from uh, the Suicide Squad set, yep. and um, uh, he's reshared a couple of the stunt team's pictures. So there's like a legitimate like stunt team there. They've been doing lots of practical effects and. The logo, I really love the logo work for uh, the Suicide Squad movie. It's very much leaning into like the kind of like the classic comic book version of the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and they got these really badass kind of like patches that went on hats. So like, I, I want to get me one of them Suicide Squad patches. They're really cool
0: looking. Yeah, and then that's uh, I think that the the production's wrapped on that, or at least you know the, uh-huh. the primary production. Yeah, so
1: yeah, I'm sure they're into the editing phase, which is really where you really find the movie. So yeah,
0: and then they'll they'll do uh, they will eventually do reshoots. Nobody panic. They're gonna do reshoots <laughs> and uh, figure it out. So I mean, I think that's coming up. What? It's not this year, is it? Oh man,
1: I think I think it's early. Is it? Is it early next year? I don't. Well, well if only there was a resource, Chris, yeah. where all of the superhero releases were on one page with you know no ads and simple text Suicide format. Suicide
0: Squad's August of twenty twenty one. Yeah, WB takes like a year and a half to edit a movie, like longer than it does to film it. So I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on with it. but yeah it's next year and I, I just need to pull this up before every episode uh, going forward because I'm, I'm going to use it all the time um, yep
1: superhero slate.com, click on upcoming releases and you got we got a nice little tool there for you exactly
0: um, speaking of upcoming releases Mike one of our next uh, few uh, review episodes is going to be New Mutants uh, coming uh-huh. out April 3rd and it was just uh, classified with a PG-13 rating of course to hit a larger market so they can recoup some money on this and uh, the film post-production has been complete per director Josh Boone. So it is now in the distributor's hands to make this happen in a month.
1: Yep, I, I've seen a couple little kind of social media uh, kind of uh, cuts of like, you know, trailers, like, you know, trying to get people hyped. Some people like, you know, so I can start to see the social media marketing team kind of whip up over this movie. So it's just, it's just strange to see it kind of getting any promotion at all. So it's the biggest question mark for this entire year for me right now is new mutants. So I'm excited that it's going to be out very soon.
0: I saw my first uh, commercial on Hulu the other day for it. Um, Normally during those times I get on my phone, look at something, but uh, it was playing. I'm like, Oh, that's the music from new mutants. Uh, And cause it's like what a brick in the wall by pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Uh, They're actually, you know, they are using the 30 day window to, you know, pump up a little bit. I assume tickets are going to go on sale within the next week or two um i'm gonna hit it up on a thursday i'm excited i want to see what's going on with this uh we've heard about it for years now it's time to finally um to watch it and you know see how fast it comes on disney plus probably very quickly (laughs) the other movie that's not on our list mike that i want to talk to you about that we did we should probably think about looking is bloodshot uh the um valiant comics character right comes out Mm -hmm. uh, next week next friday (laughs)
1: Uh, Speaking of social media advertising, I I saw one put together for this movie that showed up in my Instagram feed that has like this digital overlay of like a computer screen that's like searching like in a Google-esque window, you know, and they type in bloodshot and then they show like the autocomplete and the autocomplete was like bloodshot coming out March 13 blood bloodshot the the hit comic book series uh bloodshot uh get tickets now so it's just kind of this subtle way I think they're trying to remind people hey bloodshot is a comic book movie it's not just this random thing that was invented up if you've never heard of bloodshot before it's uh, already been established on the comic book pages you should probably come and see it so you can kind of see there's there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a education window that they're trying to get people connected with
0: I think I got none of those completes, Mike I'm very disappointed <laughs>
1: In my, in my Google right now. You mean they're not real? Yeah, I'm trying to figure... You, you mean when you search Bloodshot, it doesn't autocomplete to the hit comic book series? It, it
0: didn't, actually. I
1: tried. I tried very much. Man, about. I really want to look up Bloodshot the hit comic book series. I better type in hit comic book series so I get the right Bloodshot comic and not the other Bloodshot Be- Best Bloodshot...
0: There. Com- well, there is another video where they had what, Jason David Frank play this on like, that web series that you know went over mm-hmm. very, very poorly. Um, I'm trying to figure out... We said this is rated R, right? I'm not seeing any ratings um, on, on a quick on a quick uh, Wikipedia page. Am I? Am I missing this?
1: I mean, I feel like it, at this at this state of cinema, we never really know what's rated R anymore. Yeah. Uh, all uh, I know is Deadpool. Deadpool has to be rated R because there's lots of swearing.
0: Yeah, rated PG-13. So now I'm less excited for this. Uh, <laughs> if he's gonna have you know abilities where nano robots put his body back together live, at least you know. I guess maybe because it's not blood, it's you know robots. They can make it PG thirteen, but mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna see anything cool in this. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch it next week, Mike. I'm gonna I'm put it on my thing. Um, it's, this, it's my birthday weekend before my birthday next week, so I'm gonna treat myself to watching Sony's Bloodshot. All right, I'm defeated. Lastly, uh, back to the top of the show. Uh, things that have been canceled because of uh, COVID nineteen uh, virus. Uh, James Bond No Time to Die has moved. It's April second uh, tenth whatever country you live in release date all the way to november 12th by seven full months yep and that makes
1: that makes sense
0: and uh this mostly because you know europe is, is just starting to um lock down a lot more quarantine stuff uh, a lot of people are not going to the movies they're going to they would lose they're gonna make they're gonna take a hit moving this movie to november however it's less of a hit than if they let it go in april
1: well, it's funny because I like you know we've said on the show before we're not huge, uh, huge Bond fans, so we don't track the franchise that much. But I do remember at least a few of the Daniel Craig Bond movies did come out in November. The only reason I remember is like you just mentioned your birthday in March. I have a birthday in November. So usually there's a film, usually some sort of big film that comes out around my birthday. And I do remember several bond movies at the very least Casino Royale came out in November. So this could just could be like a logical uh, decision of just like, well, if we, if we can't position it like, you know, pre summer spring, if you will, let's just move it back to November when we used to, you know, show these movies anyway. So maybe this is kind of like the first hint from Hollywood saying that just like we're just going to do our best to avoid the summer months because it seems like hopefully by the end of the summer this whole crisis will have toned down so... I mean, this could be a this could be a really bad year for just the movie industry in general. I mean, we had a bad year a couple years ago. Um, th- there wasn't really anything stemming from it, but there was all those headlines of just like, oh, lowest box office year ever. But when people really dove into like the releases, it was just it, there was nothing invigorating yeah. that was coming out. And I think it was like a an off year for Disney too, where like there was no Avengers movie. I mean, there was probably um, a dec- there was probably a probably Marvel movie in that th- year. Th- year they had two movies probably yeah i want to say maybe it was 20 was it 2018 or 2017 i'm thinking of it was it was recently but this it's obvious everybody can kind of blame it on one specific event so hopefully by the time uh the summer is over we can kind of just move on with our lives and get back to it you know which is
0: sad because the movie's done i'm like just put it on digital i'd buy it on. i'd watch it i'd read it at home I bet. Yeah, we don't
1: want to go. We don't want to go outside. Yeah, we
0: really want to do that either. And also, you know, this year looking at our list of, of films, we we have upcoming. There's really not a lot for us, right? I mean, Marvel has Black Widow, uh, and Eternals, which is right before this. You know, two of the things are Disney Plus shows: Venom Two and Morbius. Really, really going to pump the box office numbers up with this Morbius movie, right? <laughs> Venom Two might. Venom One hit a billion dollars, so the sequel might. And Wonder Woman eighty four. Like, there's nothing going on. Like. Uh now they push some stuff back that you know I kind of want to watch on my own. Um
1: I mean they they all could possibly be very good movies, but yeah. usually when summer comes around you're looking for something kind of big and fantastic, you know, some sort of crossover you've never seen before, some sort of new addition oh, a, to or the, a sequel, to the world. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I mean, uh, I think Wonder Woman two will be will be good. Yeah. It'll be great, but um, I mean, we're t- we're trying to we're thinking like bombastic we, here. When I think summer, I think bombastic, and I guess maybe the next Fast movie. But I think the next Fast movie that's going to be pre summer, isn't it? I think they were shooting for spring, unless that gets pushed.
0: Fast nine, uh, right? Two, fa- yeah, two, yeah. Nine Fast Nine Furious. Yeah, May twenty second.
1: So oh, that's so that's that's basically summer there. So I wonder wonder if they're thinking about possibly moving that too. But uh we'll I doubt it. Uh stay subscribed, stay updated, uh we'll we'll and, let you and know. And on that how, note, how Ma- Marvel goes. said they're
0: not moving Black Widow. So um be prepared for that May first, regardless. I just don't think there's a lot of movies that are like, Yeah, we need to cover those this year for once. Um it's been a while since we've had a year where I'm like, yeah, twenty fifteen I think was our lowest year for reviews, so uh, we'll take a look at it. Mike, that's the show. We got stuff to do. We got weekends to counter. We we, we lost an hour this weekend. I don't know what's happening. So uh, let's get out of here and have a good one. Uh, if people know what you're up to, where can they find you at?
1: All you gotta do is follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see how those black light installations are going, where can they find you? You can
0: find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram VALDAN87. they're not black lights or UV lights. Mike, get them right. <laughs> uh and you can also head over to Comic UI or um, you know, whatever you wanna do. Um, people know more about our show where we can listen to these reviews, maybe get ready for you know New Mutants or Bloodshot, whatever they want to do. Where can they find us at?
1: Oh, all you got to do is visit SuperHeroSlate.com. That is the best place to find the avenues that we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out those pictures of the Batmobile, if you want to see that Justice League trailer, if you want to see those Loki set photos, which will be a little harder to track down, hit up our show notes so you can check that out. And we have got our awesome upcoming releases page. So if you're confused like us, who track this stuff every week and you can't figure out when all these movies are coming out or when they get postponed and moved, head on over to our upcoming releases page on the website. It'll just be very easy to parse that information. I really like it. We use it as a tool and we love it. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and you can get merch at superhero com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Uh, please stay safe. Uh, if you are a uh, child or an elderly person, you are are more vulnerable to uh viruses and sickness in general. So uh just uh live like the streamers of the current day and age and just stay on your couch, sit down and watch something. Um watch Lock and Key. If you haven't watched Lock and Key on Netflix, that's good. Go watch uh Castlevania if you haven't seen that yet. The first season's really short, it'll get you addicted. And then you can stroll right into seasons uh two and three. So uh if you're watching uh Castlevania, uh you're awesome and I like you. Um, We love our super fans of the show, so if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every
0: week. Yeah, including next week, and we will see you then. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Are you going to wing wing your intro? Oh, yeah, yeah. As always. Now, I don't care. (laughs) I don't even know what we're talking about. We're just going to do it.